0: I'm gonna roll. Just keep yes. on talking about movies, because I know we all they have, to have
1: nothing movies. left to say.
0: <laughs> That's why no one's allowed to talk before the podcast. Rolls.
1: I'm, just, I'm, I'm okay. Is it rolling now? We're rolling. Yeah. So my, stop saying. Uh, my balls are itchy. I'm no, wearing no. shorts. <laughs> Can you just reach up there, Andrew? <laughs> okay. Welcome to the the podcast. <laughs> Family friendly. I haven't seen you. Andrew hasn't done the podcast in a while. I know. It's, yeah, it's,
2: it's been a couple weeks. I think. <laughs> it's so
0: tough scheduling these things because you just kind of. Is this the podcast right Yeah. Now? This is right now.
2: Okay, now. okay good.
1: So now, when I tell you stop saying offensive <laughs> things, actually stop saying offensive <laughs> things. Okay. So Andrew, Andrew, it's been a while since we have seen Andrew behind the microphone. Oh, <laughs> I'm out of sorts. I was stuck in traffic today, and it just throws me. Traffic just brings out the worst in me. I am stuck in traffic, trying to leave Orleans. Why is there traffic in Orleans? Uh, Everyone's trying to get out. Trying to and the bank, out. The bank manager said we went to the bank to do some payments. And yeah. I'm like I I'm got stuck in traffic getting here, and I had to get back in traffic, and he's like, "That's my day every day." He yeah. said, "Okay, <laughs> you're right." <laughs> uh, I work at the Mayfair. I should just uh, be you lucky. just gotta buy one of these three million dollar
0: houses that are closer to the Mayfair, or buy a Euclid house.
1: Yes, or I'm gonna buy a drone. Yeah, keep my brain in a jar. My brain, my eyes, and my lips. <laughs> <laughs> and the drone can just get me around.
0: Just be a picture of your drone standing beside Burt Reynolds at the photo ops? Yes.
1: At the Last Jedi screening, December 14th. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get that publicity out there for... I can still see movies in my eyes. I need ears and lips so I can give Andrew blowjobs. No, see... <laughs> <you're> gonna- <laughs> <laughs> gonna cut all this out. This is all going to be cut out. <laughs> oh... <laughs> To again. Welcome to the Bayfair <laughs> Theater <laughs> Podcast. We're here with Harvey Weinstein. It's like, <laughs> uh, you, you <laughs> know what? I, I know. I like. It's not even funny. No, like, no It's really. It's, it's oh really my god! Crazy. It's so silly, like how high up it goes. The
2: NYPD is getting involved.
0: The only good thing about this kind of stuff is just the dominoes falling of horrible people getting what they deserve. Yeah. Whether it took. 20 years too long sadly but the people
1: keeping the secrets
0: yeah mm-hmm. and
1: like they, this would never they said this would never have come out if Hillary Clinton won the election oh right because yeah. of all the money he gave that campaign mm-hmm. all the secrets he was threatening to blab about Bill right I know there was something in the New Yorker the New Yorker or some one of those uh, fancy magazines yeah. about it. But I, I keep thinking and no one, I keep thinking about what's this going to be for Quentin Tarantino, right? Well, I, I
2: don't think he's said anything yet. He said anything. Right,
1: yeah, he, yeah. He's not a man of the social medias. That's true. But I'm, I'm not thinking, talking about him. I'm ta- I mean, his films. Like, I'm, made, I'm sure someone
0: else will give him a job. He, well, he made, yeah,
1: I'm sure, but he made the majority of his films with Miramax yeah. up to a certain point, and at least with Harvey Weinstein's mm. involvement, and that man gave him complete creative control to do whatever he wanted. And I think the audience is blessed for that—that that he was given that kind of control. And I just, whoever steps in, I hope can do that for him. I hope you know he can keep making those kinds of movies, at least two more anyway, because not you know this it comes in a, a time where. The high profile filmmakers are being fired off of studio movies. It's an
0: interesting time for that. Yeah, because for a little while it was
2: going to television.
1: Yeah, going to cable. Yeah. Like
2: David Lynch.
0: I remember when it was like there used to be a hard line in the sand of film and TV.
1: Dread by Eminem and m in a line yes, so in the sand.
0: And if you were an actor who went to TV after a film career, I'm thinking of Burt Reynolds when he did that sitcom back in the 80s. It Evening was niche. People were probably like Oh, what a shame. You know, like, that's too bad. Whereas nowadays, there's such a back and forth.
1: Did I ever tell you the story of the Shade and how the producers effed? Burt Reynolds. I don't think so. So the rule, the rule, you know, syndication is what every actor wants to be a part right, of. Right, right. Oh, you yeah. know, Ted Danson doesn't have to be in any more movies because he was on Cheers for over a hundred episodes, he's and laughing. he's in the syndication, and he gets paid every two weeks, like the rest of us, for the rest of his life, just because Cheers is a syndication. John Ritter lived his life like that. You know, that you're set. You're Jerry set Seinfeld. Once, yes, once you're in syndication, your life is set. And it's 100 episodes. So after 100 episodes, your your show becomes part of syndication. And for the rest of your life, you're paid as much as you were paid making the show. Evening Shade, the producers canceled it at the, on the 99th episode. What? The oh piss my off Lord Reynolds because they hated working with him. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. I know. <laughs> That's I know. impressive. I know. I, know. I know. He must I have been know. horrible. <laughs> he must have been like... <laughs> I wish there was an equivalent for that for Angela Point. (laughs) (laughs) The 99th room.
2: the 99th room. Yeah, Yeah.
1: screening. (laughs) We terminate the fourth season while you're up on the marquee in the dead of winter. (laughs) There's there's a little... (laughs) so difficult to work There's a clause in Andrew's
0: contract that on the 99th room, he let go. The screening of the room. That's coming up, Yeah people keep asking and I think they're they're like I I promise we'll announce soon as soon as we can announce something about Mm -hmm. Room 100 we will it's interesting to see it hit the the mainstream now like with James Franco I think hosted Saturday Night Live recently and now that he's nobody knew what was going to happen with the disaster artist but now it's like winning some festival awards and there's yeah. actual buzz. Before it was this kind of pipe dream when but now did he, actual when did he Oscar host, buzz.
1: When did he host SNL?
0: He either did or is going to but I read he was hosting. James host,
1: Franco? Yeah. Yeah,
2: he's probably going to. It know cool
1: like, if he does Tommy Wiseau or has Tommy heavy. Oh, I mean, yeah. I don't
0: follow Saturday Night Live but it's, I, I saw like a headline of like the first half dozen people they had for hosts this year and he was one of them. So
1: When I bought the Lego Millennium Falcon <laughs> in Montreal because yeah. they drove all the way from Ottawa they gave me Two little loot bags, you know. Okay. And, and I got two exclusive Lego figures of the lead character from the Lego Ninjago. So it's right. like this exclusive little Lego character, and it's the lead character, and it's played, voiced by uh, Dave Franco. Oh, okay, yeah. And yeah. Uh, so I gave them to the Max, not knowing he isn't Lenny Falcons still. Gave him, here's two. Build one, and when you see Greg Sestero, yeah, in December maybe, you can give him one and say, this is you, the Lego you, because this is <laughs> Dave Franco who plays you in The Disaster Artist. Yeah. He thought it was too much of a stretch and looked at me funny, the way Andrew's looking at me right now. <laughs> but it's kind of like, I feel like I have Greg Sistero in a little Lego bag at home. It's close. Six degrees of that great sounds really hysteria. creepy. I know I should take his pants off <laughs> and check him out. Legos don't have genitalia. No, they're <laughs> like dolls. That's <laughs> not. That's not gonna be the name of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> be- Legos don't have genitalia. <laughs> That's the name Frowny face. That's the name
0: of your autobiography,
1: or Harvey Weinstein.
2: Oh. No, that's not no, even funny. No, that's not, not, not funny, even not funny. funny. We'll cut all that, this. Out. Yeah, we'll yeah. The Harvey
1: Weinstein's not funny. No. I just I was at the bar the other day and someone tried to make a joke and it's yeah, like, you're
2: like no. Yeah, no. It even it I draw the line. And I'm
1: like Blazing Saddles, kind <laughs> of a, guy. Like a walking <laughs> Blazing Saddles.
0: <laughs> but that is like not to make light of what you just said, but it, it is when when somebody with a certain sense of humor and somebody yeah. with a certain taste in in comedy or film steps up and goes, yeah, this isn't funny. <laughs> Mel Brooks. That's clear that, yeah, this is, this is serious. Yeah. It'll be Quentin's next film will be produced by somebody. And, and I, the thing with Quentin is that for the most part, his films, have, it's an interesting mix of doing what he wants and actually profitable. Like, well, rocks, no, like not like not Most of them. Not Grindhouse, yeah. Grindos, yeah.
1: And nor, nor, yeah. Four Rooms. No, there was but,
0: a, there was a but I, th- I think Jackie Hateful Eight, and I think yeah. uh, like Pulp Fiction, Hateful Eight, Jackie Brown... I think we're all. If you if you look at the bottom line, we're all profitable anyhow. Like
1: Jackie Brown wasn't the hit. A but bit less, yeah. Pulp Fiction was a huge hit, and Jackie Brown, Jackie came, Brown, in yeah. and Jackie Brown came in like Rogue One or Glorious
0: <laughs> Bastards. I think that did well.
1: Yeah. Uh, that did well Django did really well yes Django did very well I wonder if he was working with Harvey uh, w- w- right now while w- making the uh, I bet he was what, I what's, you. What's, what's the serial killer movie uh, uh, Manson the Charles
2: something. Manson I yeah. wonder if he was working. see what I'm thinking is like if he's cast actors and if they're going to give Tarantino an ultimatum saying look we're not doing this with you unless you say something unless you say something or go to another studio or something
1: that's interesting I'd like to know what's really going on yeah. <laughs> I'm not surprised at the sleazy Hollywood producers.
0: Well, the thing is, like Hollywood's had this reputation for a century, you know, like the, the casting couch and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So now I think it's just just like every other horrible thing of humanity's past. Things are starting to get fixed and it's baby steps towards the right direction and, you know, like, like a completely opposite of the scale, you wouldn't have Kathleen Kennedy running a franchise maybe as little as 20 years ago, you know, like a woman in that much power in Hollywood. So, so there's
1: changes happening. She's had a lot of power. Like, you know, Oh, yeah. That Steven Spielberg documentary was on HBO over the weekend. It was great. Right. Have you caught it yet? No, not yet. It's so you'd like it, it, it a lot because it's got all the Miliuses in it. and
2: Yeah, and, and
1: Brian De Palma. They're all in it. It's really fun, and they talk highly of him, obviously. Not always, though. Sometimes they shit on some of his work. Hook doesn't get a lot of mention ah. in the documentary. <laughs> but Kathleen Kennedy's in it because she was on Raiders of the Lost Ark. In E.T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how long ago those movies were? You know? Yeah. See her now, and I think, woof, I see her like, I see her, you know, sitting on a throne, wearing yeah. <laughs> like a crown of.
2: She should be president.
1: She should. <laughs> she should. She can cle- yeah, she would uh, clear the swamp, drain the swamp. Yeah. <laughs> She's drain been the draining swamp. the swamp over at Lucas. <laughs> I listened to a couple of
0: podcasts about Toby Hooper, and it was some really interesting new insight into the, the poltergeist, poltergeist thing guys, that I yes. never thought about before. He talked to a couple of the actors, and, and even he himself, it was an older interview. And he was very, like... He seems to have hold no grudges about the whole thing. Yeah. And what a couple of the actors said, and and I thought, this is really true. And I I would love to hear Spielberg talk about it and maybe go, like, yeah, I made a couple mistakes. But they said, Steven was there, and he was young. And he was right in the peak of everything and doing everything he wanted, whether it be, you know, Goonies or E.T. or whatever. Mm -hmm. So he was on set and directing sometimes... And Toby was kind of too nice to be like, shut up, it's my movie. And it yeah. was very collaborative and everything was fine. Then the same thing started happening on Back to the Future. And Spielberg got scolded on it. And basically was like, supposedly it was Christopher Lloyd. Went, I don't care which one of you is directing me, but I need a director. And Steven, if it's you, that's fine. But if it's Robert, it should be Robert. Yeah. And Spielberg totally stepped back. So a lot of people said that's all Spielberg needed on Poltergeist was yeah. somebody to say, "I know you mean well and you're not being a diva or anything, but stop talking to people." And he would have backed yeah, off. Yeah,
2: De Palma had that problem on Scarface because Oliver Stone was on set. He, oh, right, Oliver yeah. Stone wrote the movie. Yeah, and De Palma was like, uh, "He started talking to the actors, and then I'm like, okay, like you need to go.
1: Yeah, but you can't you can't do, do that to
2: the actors. It confuses them."
1: on Spielberg's the Spielberg documentary they're on set of Scarface and he asked Spielberg to direct a lot of the second unit so the big well, shootout heard, yeah the big, big shootout. Shootout at the end. Steven Spielberg's on set and he's got like a mask yeah. on like a, a shield a face to protect his well, face I, from I the bullets and he's directing one of the yeah. other units uh, wow. while you know going up the stairs to kill uh, El Pacino it's really neat to see photos of that I've heard something different about Poltergeist. A, a TV, a CBC TV show came in here and shot a, part of an episode of a series they were doing, and the writer was a high-profile writer here in Canada, and he told me that he worked on a film with the one of the um, camera operators from Poltergeist. Okay, yeah, and he told the camera operator told him that yeah, the Toby Hooper just didn't come out of his trailer.
0: Oh, really? Okay, yeah. It's, t- it's so tough to say. It's so long ago yeah. now. And it's, it's so, and so many, like any story, there's like 50 different views of the story, you know.
1: Toby so. Hooper's a great filmmaker. Texas Chance on Massacre oh, yeah. masterpiece. is a masterpiece. He is very capable of directing yeah. Poltergeist, which is a near masterpiece.
0: Yeah. Uh, and it's they work together again because it's, I think, three different times he worked on a Spielberg produced TV series so amazing stories it was it was amazing stories it was was an alien reduction one and something else but but young indiana jones no no (laughs) but no like it was it was i was listening to a mick garris podcast and he was talking about how mick garris was working on amazing stories and said to spielberg oh i think toby would be good for this
1: and spielberg was like yeah i think that's a good idea and they worked together again so i really like invaders from mars Oh, yeah. yeah. It's so fun. It's, it's kind uh, of a forgotten one, too. I showed Max again recently. It, it just came out on Blu-ray, I guess, last year. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I remember when it came out.
2: I remember watching it on TV with my dad, being kind yeah. of freaked out by it. It's really oh, fun. Yeah. It's really funny.
1: It's, it's just a lot of fun. It's yeah. a good kids' horror movie. That's my favorite
2: kind. Yeah, it is a perfect like horror movie for kids to watch.
1: You know what's a good not a good movie to watch with your kids is <laughs> Kingsman 2. No. Yeah, Kingsman 2. Oh, really? Have you seen it? No. There's a scene where... He, the, Kingsman, the, the lead spy has to implant a tracking device. He has to ser- insert it inside of her uterus. The other regions. And he has to basically finger her with the tracking device on the end. So there's a shot between her legs, close up on her crotch, and I feel like her gynecologist watching the movie, and I'm sitting there with Max and feeling like the worst father ever. That's funny. Yeah, those movies were... Do you like the movie, though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. 14A. It felt a little harder than 14A yeah. sitting there watching it like that. It's movie. It's funny what's rated R. In the United Blade Runner is rated R in the United States and PG-14 here. PG-14. PG-14. 14 <laughs> Jesus. Sometimes I listen to myself and I think, why does why Josh fight me on this podcast? <laughs> The, uh, yeah, it, it is strange. Is there a
2: similar scene in Blade Runner? <laughs> Ryan Gosling has to put up
1: Have you seen Blade Runner? No. There's a lot of... Uh, I'll see it when we get it. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, sexuality and boobies and bums, but giant size ones, because they're on the billboards. Like, they're on hologram, the billboards. Yeah, billboards. Which I'm excited for those billboards. I want to... Big billboard like that at the Mayfair in 2046. Our market will come to life. Yeah. Tommy was all oh, coming <laughs> out of our market. Come and see the room. <laughs> sound like Boris Karloff.
0: Just thinking of Learn Something New Every Day About Movie History. Uh, I saw a photo and it was Boris Karloff made me think of it. It was Bella Lugosi. Bella Lugosi was the model for the demon in Fantasia and posed for the animators. And, but like, oh, I. Oh, the demon. Yeah. The demon. And, like, I didn't know that. It's a photo of him posing and the animator's drawing. And it's just oh. like, you know, as a movie nerd, you think you know everything. And then you're like, oh, no, didn't know that. <laughs> didn't know that. I've, I've been thinking a lot of Bella recently because well, I listened to Martin Landau on a rerun episode of Mark Maron because when he passed away, I think yeah. they re-put it up. And he was talking about Ed Wood. And Ed Wood just makes me think of the disaster artist. And it's, it's such like a a similar thing with the difference that Tommy is alive in his own lifetime of mm-hmm. seeing this love of his bad film, where yeah. Ed Wood was yeah, dead for yeah. decades before yeah. the appreciation came. Yeah, And it's just such a weird... And it kind of sounds like Bella Lugosi. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Like, the mystery of where Tommy's accent comes from. But it's, it's interesting that I think that the Franco camp geniusly got Tommy on their side. Because mm-hmm. we remember the early days where Tommy was like, if anybody supports this, you know, like... You can well, never show the room again. Yeah, yeah. Those yeah.
1: guys from Ottawa tried to make the documentary, and Tommy was friends with them for about 48 hours. Then after that, yeah. he lost his... He flew off the handle Will that ever them. come out? No, it can't. It, right now, they're they're stuck in legal. Yeah. They're still trying to deal with it. They're trying to get it out. People have spent a lot of money on Blu-rays already. Pre-sold. are going to do well with it once it comes out. Yeah. But Tommy has to... You know, it must be difficult.
0: And Yeah, and unfortunately, I know there's trouble for the guys because... You know, their Kickstarter was whatever, like, give us 40 bucks and you get a Blu-ray. So now they've got all this money from people, but they can't give the product. And so people are starting to get upset and want their money back, and that's going to lose them some money, you know, so... It's a it's a tough position, especially because you said, did you see a rough cut of it or something? Or oh, oh I I've,
1: I've seen the movie. I, the version I saw was great. Yeah, so I really the want Tommy to see had it. no involvement. Exactly. And they put yeah. everything in there. And now they've had to cut out so much to, yeah. keep to to sort of placate Tommy. I imagine it's just a shell of what it was.
0: But isn't like when you're doing a documentary, as long as you're
1: not being specifically slanderous, that's right. Like, but he can Tommy can still slap a cease and desist, and it can he can drag it out through the courts long enough.
0: And and if there's any music cues or actual footage from the film or a logo or whatever, all that would have to be cut
1: out. Yeah. I I found out something about Star Wars I never knew before, and I think even Andrew would like this story. (laughs) And the Steven Spielberg documentary. Oh, I think I... Well, go ahead. I, Steven Spielberg documentary. You know, he was showing. We talked about a little bit of this. That uh, when George Lucas did a rough cut of Star Wars before any of the special effects, he showed all his friends. He showed Steven Spielberg, Brian De Palma, Martin Scorsese. All those buddies. Yeah. And and, and all, Spielberg was the only one who liked it. Everyone else was like, "What the hell's going on?" <laughs> yeah. Brian De Palma was the one. He said that George was like, "This movie makes no sense. I don't know where. I don't care about any of these characters because I don't know where they're coming from. I don't know what they're supposed to be doing. What's going on?" You know what you need, George. You need, like, an opening credit crawl ah. that explains everything. So when, when the movie starts, we know where we are. We like these characters. And that's where that came from. Brian De Palma was the one who told George. <laughs> oh, I he didn't think know that. Spielberg yeah. talked about how, like, they, we all helped each other. Yeah. Uh, and so that Spielberg's on the set of, you know, uh, Scarface. Brian De Palma made a good suggestion for Star Wars. Um, Spielberg gets Francis a, a, a Ko- piece
2: of Star Wars. He gets a little piece of the action.
1: Yeah, a little piece. Yeah, uh, a
2: little little taste of the Star Wars
1: he directed one scene in The Revenge of the Sith. Really? Uh, during the Anakin, Anakin, uh, Anakin Skywalker, and Obi-Wan Kenobi have this giant duel at the end of the movie, lightsaber duel. Spielberg directed a, a, a chunk of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's like a lot of filmmakers, they say, collaboration is not necessarily a bad thing. Right. And when a filmmaker gets to a point of being able to be mad with power, that's when sometimes some, some flaws get overlooked or whatever. And in the early days, a lot of filmmakers they have somebody going, well, I'll give that another rewrite, or, oh, maybe cut out that. Mm. And some of the greatest movies had a boss, you know, had somebody supervising them. And so, yeah, so when, when you hear stories of people actually taking suggestion or a rough mm. cut being fixed up or somebody taking another pass on something, it kind of reminds me of, like, oh, yeah, collaborations, like, a film in general is not like writing a novel. Like, yeah. you got a screenwriter and a cinematographer
1: and actors who made improv a line, and so... There's a funny story about how like Francis Coppola and George Lucas were like pretty close since the beginning right um, you know THX 1138 mm-hmm. and Spielberg had a hard time getting into that click George Lucas talks about how I saw Emblen when he made Emblen, and uh, I didn't like it I thought it was too flashy I thought the director was just trying to show off and then we were at Francis' house and they were showing Duel in the next room so I just thought I'm gonna he left the party to go watch Duel and he loved Duel and he said to Francis like you, you gotta, we gotta meet this guy yeah. He was amazing. He's something. It's it's amazing how the click happened, how all those guys got together. Oh yeah. And who was left out? I guess I guess Dennis Hopper was might have been left out a little bit, but he. I you know, wonder Easy why. Rider, <laughs> yeah. Easy Rider. Rider came out, you know, four years before, three yeah. years before Godfather. But then he
2: did another movie that was like yeah. a big disaster. Yeah. And then he didn't do anything until Colors. Colors. colors.
1: <laughs> yeah. colors. I am a nightmare, walking psychopath, talking <laughs> king of the jungle, just a gangster, a ruffian. That's from your one-man show. <laughs> Lego don't have genitalia. <laughs> Colors. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what you're, you're pitching that and you're like, I liked it. Then you got into the Lego <laughs> part and I was, you lost me there. But, uh, okay, let's talk about movies we have this week. Today is October 12th, so it's tomorrow is Friday the 13th. So we have films from the 13th through the 19th of October 2017. Speaking of Friday the 13th, tomorrow night we'll have Jason Goes to Hell. The final Friday. The final Friday. Spoiler alert, not the final Friday. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. I know.
1: <laughs> I, I remember when I first saw that movie, I hated it. But now I really like it. I think it's aged really well. And uh, I, I, do you remember I had the final image of the movie? Yeah. It was yeah. like a demon or
0: something, right? Or, or Freddy.
1: Freddy's. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. He grabs his mask. Oh, I'm
0: so mad. I never work nights. And for some reason, I'm working tomorrow night. And so I'm going to miss it. Oh. I'm so angry. You're closing? I'm closing. Yeah. It's a oh. weird I don't know why. It's, I
1: remember being really jazzed for the next one. The yeah, 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 it, it took all oh, a decade, and then they needed to import a Chinese filmmaker over from Hong Kong to make that movie.
0: And I guess this was the first one where it wasn't actually called Friday the Thirteenth, yes. right?
1: They got the rights to Jason Voorhees, but not the rights to call it Friday the Thirteenth. It's so weird. Yeah, because Friday the Thirteenth—the name was trademarked by Paramount, but I guess Jason Voorhees never was.
0: Was Friday the Thirteenth a scary
1: thing before Friday the Thirteenth? Before the movie. Well, yeah, when I was a kid, before I remember before Jason had wore the mask. Well it must he be he doesn't put the mask on until the end of part two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So when you think of Friday thirteenth, you think of the hockey mask. But yeah. yeah, when Friday thirteenth the first one was out, yeah, I, I everyone talked everyone was talking about it. And it was yeah, I remember it being a big deal and, and Jason's not the killer. His mom's the Right, killer. and everyone forgets that also. Before time. Jason, so yeah, when Friday thirteenth came out, and my friend, my best, my mom's best friend had a laser disc. <laughs> I had such a hard time watching it, and I finally did. It scared the shit out of me, but I loved it, and I'll never forget it. Uh, yeah, so I remember. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it's funny. It's funny to show kids that now because oh, they yeah. just wait for Jason to jump out and go, "Oh, it's his mom." Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and
0: it was. Was it? It was after Halloween. Halloween came first. Yeah. Yes. So that started it all off, and then we had a decade of
2: slasher films.
1: Yes. Well, yeah. A lot of people credit Halloween. You can even you can go back and say last house on the left,
2: right? Yeah, yeah. Or uh, well, Psycho, I guess. Oh yeah, around. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of Psycho, uh huh. What we're oh. showing? Oh, uh, oh, hey, what's, yeah. it, what's it called? 70, Look at that. The documentary.
1: Oh, right. Seventy-eight fifty-two. Seventy-eight fifty-two. Did you see it? No. Trailer. Looks good. Yeah, it looks excellent. It is good. It's really fun. It's really fast-paced and yeah it's it's easy it's an easy watch
2: it's got
0: some cool people in it like yeah
1: it's done really well for itself too in the festival circuit yeah the distributor sent me a link to watch it oh, okay uh, yeah. like months and months ago mm-hmm. it was. i was it was very i was very fortunate to be able to get and see it like that yeah um yeah it's really i'm really excited to get it I was supposed to go to the Bytown, town but i guess the Bytown town november december guys and we jam-packed with big movies right so it slips through the cracks and we got it excellent and yeah
0: Another Halloween type movie we have on the fourteenth is the Limehouse Golem with Bill Nye. Uh, It looks is that how it's pronounced? It is. I got confirmation on this. Not Nike. I was thought it's Nye. And I I, the interview he's like too polite and British to correct people, so he'll take either. But Mm -hmm. it is Nye, one syllable, just like the science guy. But yeah, so Bill Nye. It looks like a BBC, you know, uh, murder mystery kind of Jack the Ripper, Jack the Ripper, yeah. But it's rated eighteen A, so it's an actual like. I think it's going to have some blood and guts in it, so it's an actual, yes. like, horror film. Yes. Just a, a highbrow horror film, maybe. And then, um, speaking of kid-friendly monster movies, one of my favorites, The Monster Squad. We have that for its 30th anniversary on Sunday Night at 9. Monster Squad's very much on the heels of Goonies, but I loved it. Like, I, I'm just... I was the perfect age for this movie. I, mean. I
1: didn't see it at all until, like, 15 years oh, after Oh, really? It came out. Yeah. I didn't know to watch it.
0: Yeah, I was, like, <laughs> whatever, like, 12 years old, so movies yeah. like Goonies and and Monster Squad and, like, you know, Corey Feldman and Gremlins. Like, I was I was right in that Wheels house, and it's just, like, a, a bizarre movie because it's, like, all the old universal monsters basically fighting a bunch of geek kids. The team behind it is Fred Decker, who directed House, which is another of my favorite horror films, and then written by Shane Black. He did House? He wrote and directed House, the, the one with the cool poster with the... Uh,
1: that, mo- that horror movie is my... Daughter's probably favorite movie. that, I movie, love that movie. That yeah. movie was so fun to show kids. It's like Evil Dead, like a PG version of Evil Dead. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's 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 fun as Evil Dead. Yeah. Uh, it's Richard Mall is greatest American hero you know. <laughs> it's Yeah, yeah William Cat. William Cat's the star big yellow afro and yeah. Richard Mall is is uh,
2: Is George went in it too for no, he's years? in part two he's yeah, in, with he's in Mar- house two the second story Bill yeah, Mars in house two eh? the, the house two is a
1: piece <laughs> of shit yeah. but house one house one house part one house is terrific I, I he's got great like makeup and practical effects and- on Facebook I belong to this group of people who collect props okay yeah. there's this one guy in the United States who has all the make oh, he has all the creature effects for wow. house wow and I went through his basement, you know. Yeah. Google Maps. <laughs> it was so impressive when he all the house stuff he had.
0: So yeah, so Monster Squad's from that filmmaker and written by Shane Black, who wrote a ton of stuff. Is it produced by Cunningham? I think so, yes. So it's got this, this Jason Friday the 13th. pedigree mm-hmm. of horror movie guys behind it. It wasn't a big hit, but it's just one of those movies that has really stuck in there and has like yeah. the Blu-ray release now and a fan club and all this kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it, seeing it on the big screens is a lot of fun. So come check that I it. think
1: the first time we shot it, we should have printed it.
0: I think so, yeah. Like that like no
1: one, It hadn't been screened since it came out. Yeah. It looked great.
0: And so that's all three movies for our, our packed Halloween month of movies in October. Lucky. I can't wait to see Lucky.
1: I can't wait Lucky, um, to see Lucky. Friday Lucky the 13th. Was so
0: good. Lucky, starring the late great Harry Dean. Yeah. You've some
1: Kleenex handy. <laughs> the, yeah, the trailer's killer. Like, I know. Just the trailer I'd have been someone the... who hates the trailer. What? I would slapped them. You, <laughs> did you band them? You put a photo <laughs> up of
0: them in the in the box office? I just slapped them. It just looks lovely, and I, love, yeah. I it's love. Got a great cast. David Lynch just makes me happy when I see him acting, and he yeah. doesn't do it a ton. And and He's a uh, turtle. Oh, it's the tortoise. The tortoise. 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 Yeah. <laughs> and just, like, the bittersweet, true behind-the-scene thing of Harry passing away right when this movie comes out about a 90-year-old curmudgeonly old man. And
1: I like how he's watering his cactus yeah, 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 yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. It looks really good. So, yeah, we have that coming out. Ottawa oh. premiere of that on Friday the 13th, and we're showing it almost every day for the week. And um, there's there's been... It's always tough when... Some of this news gets a bit too early because everyone's always like, oh, Oscars, Oscars, Oscars. But there is a push I've read about to get Harry Dean an oh, Oscar nomination and how lovely it would be to give it to him after he's passed away and whoever, somebody can come up and David Lynch can come up and accept it on his behalf yes. or something, you know, but I think that's going to be a great movie. I think it's going to be, and maybe even a, a kind of a sleeper to sneak in there at the Oscars for a couple different awards for mm-hmm. screenplay or picture mm-hmm. or something. But yeah, so do check that out. That's coming up on Friday the 13th. Then we have The Midwife being held over for a second week. With Starring Catherine Deneuve. Catherine Deneuve. And then Tulip Fever, a period piece. i got Tulip
1: Fever. <laughs> You've got Tulip Fever. It'd be, it'd be so disappointed if that's not... <laughs> it's not about an interracial relationship? <laughs> We're <Between> two flowers. <laughs> poppy and a, uh, and a and a and a that'd be the, that'd be the Pixar <laughs> version that's a word I can't say <laughs> it's a flower like there's a tulip and a daisy and a cernanthinum. Cernanthinum. help me fever. <laughs> sounds like you're having a stroke <laughs> I think I had three this morning in traffic from Orleans
0: and you made that poor bank teller cry uh, <laughs> so sad oh <sighs> She was trying so hard I know You apologize after those, right? Makes up I just, I just
1: don't want to Deal with anyone right now Who doesn't know What they're doing Yeah And she was very nice about it She very nice no, She was
0: professional In her getting away She'll only be
1: there For another two weeks like, Every time we go in There's a new employee There's something
0: up with that There's something going yeah. on there
1: Yeah There's some kind of yeah. weird
0: Like horror movie thing Andrew loves him. his
1: job Obviously because he's still here Yeah
0: <laughs> Yeah I was on a run Of like So in the last Like week and a half To show the diversity of the Mayfair, in the last week and a half I saw, or two weeks I saw, Baby Driver, Despicable Me 3, Suspiria, Dunkirk, and Better Watch Out. (laughs) Like, I've just been... On this Better Watch movie that shows. was so good, I and there was no, no one here for it. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was excellent. There was no one here for it. And what's going to really piss me off is that next Christmas, yeah. everyone's going to be saying, "Oh, you're going to show Better Watch Out? you gonna sh- It's enough. Un- have you seen it? I, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. It's like what? Else, what was that zombie film? That South Korean zombie movie, Train oh, to Busan. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone yeah. now is telling me, "Oh, you should show it at the Mayfair. I'm
2: like, I showed it. We oh, showed it a that. year ago.
1: Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the next one. Better Watch Out. Everyone's going to love it when it's too late. And like we got it early. Just, just like, like Obama. It was too late them. Oh, yeah. no
0: and it's funny, like watching a, a full blown Christmas movie in October, but that's really nothing new because there's always Christmas movies released. It made early. me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, oh yeah. It was very well done. And I don't want to say anything about it because it like my friend who I came with watched the trailer and evidently the trailer gives away way too much. Oh uh, yeah. So I didn't watch the trailer. And I luckily, I had
1: a stroke, so I don't remember things. <laughs> yeah. I don't even remember what happened in the last Jedi trailer.
0: And it was, uh, and the filmmakers' aunt and uncle were here, or something like yes. that, and asked if they could have a poster, and we gave them a poster. We were almost going to hang on to it because we only had one, just in we case. Did, uh, yeah,
1: that was good. That was good. That was a nice gift.
0: Yeah, he was very, very nice, proud aunt and uncle. Because I, I guess although it was an uh, Australian film, like shot in Australia. He's from Montreal. Oh. So it's... it's uh, But living in the States now or whatever. So
1: I can't believe I have to see Thor now. Because I didn't want to see Thor. I oh. hate Thor. The movies are the worst superhero movies. Thor's going to be good. But then, yeah. Someone said, said the director of The Hunt for the Wilder People. Yep. Huh? Yep, that's Which right. Which is excellent. Taika Waititi... Was that this year?
0: No, last year. Taika Waititi, who has a, a perfect record for me. What else did Taika Waititi make? Uh, he's <laughs> done a couple of smaller... Hard to track down, but great New Zealand films. One called Boy, just about a, a yes. coming-of-age story.
1: Yes. Eagle versus Shark. Yes. I've with seen with that. Uh, Jemaine. Did I see that here or at the Bytown? Mm, I don't know. I think out of the Bytown.
0: And then uh, what we do in the shadows. And then he also oh, worked on the TV show. Um, that's a piece
1: of shit. <laughs> of the <laughs> I'm the only one who hated that. You know, one. Oh, I loved it. I know everyone loved loves it. it. I know I'm wrong about. It. I, I can give it to you guys. I'm wrong about that one. I, I didn't see it. it. Thor's gonna be great. They're
0: smart. It's, it's gonna be. Completely standalone, doesn't matter if you don't know or like the other stuff, it's going to be, you know... According to
1: the internet, yes, that movie is more anticipated than Justice League. Oh, for sure. It, it shouldn't be, though. It, I think only because Warner Brothers has effed it up so bad. Oh, yeah.
0: It. Well, it's like, I've said this before, I probably even said it on the podcast, but if you could go back to 12-year-old me and yeah. tell me that Justice League movie's coming out, and, and I would no be completely neutral. I'd be like, eh, but a Thor movie is coming out, and I was like, that's amazing that's how much they've screwed it up yeah. a, a little DC nerd like yeah, every meeting.
1: superhero in the DC universe is in that movie even stupid ones you've never heard of well Man of Steel made me so angry like just mm. I couldn't
0: I, I tried to look at it as a neutral observer pretend I wasn't a nerd but I just everything about it made yeah. me so angry and, yeah. I've, and, and I, as I've said I can't judge Batman versus Superman because I haven't seen it but that shows you how crazy it is that there's a Batman movie out there that I haven't seen, yeah. and I'm, I just know it's gonna make me. It's gonna be two and a half hours of my life that's gonna make me furious. So
1: there's another Batman thing coming up. Oh yeah, they uncovered uh, a GFA. Yeah. The American Genre Film oh, Archive. Yeah. They uncovered. Oh, yeah. Some old Filipino Batman movie or what is it? Or, or it's, some like a porno? it's a porno. Porno? Bad porno? Yeah. yeah. We, can, we should we show it, Josh? Would you watch a porno <laughs> it's, with me? It's actual <laughs> porno. It's called no. Bat
2: Pussy. Right. right, it's. I, I think it's kind of a soft core thing. Yeah, yeah. There's no cast or crew listed. Like nobody knows who made it or directed yeah. it or what? where and but when it's it was shot. Now. We wow. show it. it's, it's barely feature length though. It's like 50 minutes or something.
1: Yeah, well, that's okay. <laughs> get to the bars earlier. That's Should we crazy. show Bat pussy? I don't know. Well, <laughs> <laughs> they got another
2: one. They're putting out like a Straight cat. Sword in and the, well, <laughs> sword in the, sword in the claw or something. They're putting out some uh, another Turkish.
1: Just to get the money out of the barrels and yeah.
2: safe. <laughs> so well, I think
0: that. we've learned again right now that kind of standalone nerd stuff works well because Suspiria did so well. Again, not we would love if every movie was three hundred people here, but it was like eighty-five people two nights in a row. That's pretty good. But the the *Stray Cat Rock*, I think it was just.
1: You know what the delusions of grandeur was? Is that Saturday night cinemas been doing so well? Oh, and for sure. And I, yeah, thought, yeah, yeah. I thought all those people who come to this will yeah. now come to see all those. Japanese women in prison movies. There were Japanese women on motorcycle movies yeah, yeah. that w- wasn't the case. Yeah. I think Blade Runner made more money than straight cut rock series. <laughs> Blade Runner's f- not a big flop, but yeah. a flop, a flop. A flop a I'm flop.
2: surprised people... We should just not do that with all our movies, just not tell people the title, just everything's a secret.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm surprised not, that people got a s- out of four? Yeah. nine. <laughs> <Yeah. tonight. laughs> Come, <laughs> you'll love it. Alvin <laughs> and the Chipmunks. What? I'm surprised people are surprised that... Blade Runner 2 isn't humongous and I'm like yeah the first one wasn't a giant hit either right. like, Yeah. it's weird I'm surprised that that's shocking to people
1: I want to go home Josh oh, I'm yeah, hungry yeah, <laughs> yeah we go. go this up
0: we've, we've managed to talk about everything thanks for listening go visit our friends at House of Tiger across the street they have a pinball machine for Adam's family which we're showing later in the month so that's pretty cool visit us on all the social media Come buy your advanced tickets for Nosferatu and Rocky Horror. available yes, do those things.
1: Right now. Stop emailing me. Just do this. Just that. come get it. Our <laughs> box
0: office opens every day, half an hour before the first showtime, And you can get it throughout the day and evening. So, do that.
1: Andrew, aren't you happy we didn't talk about the Last Jedi trailer at all? <laughs> all these <stuff>. I <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised. Here, I'm you'd, surprised. You'd have nothing to talk about because we talked about it for 45 minutes. Porgs. 45 minutes of <laughs> <laughs> Porgs.
0: Okay, that's it. Bye, everybody. Thanks.
1: Bye. Just woke up to a nightmare in his own backyard. But no one will listen.
0: We right back there, right behind the hill.
1: No. no one will believe. I
0: told you he needs psychiatric help.
1: And soon, no one will be left.
0: Dad? Are you okay, Dad?
1: Fine because something strange is happening to the people of willow creek everything's fine now and david gardner is about to find out why david, I'm films presents toby hoopers invaders from mars there's no place on earth to hide